Welcome to the Real View podcast, where Ohio realtors connect you to innovators and influencers, keeping you with the real view of real estate. Whether you're a broker, agent, first time home buyer, industry leader, or just happen to stumble upon our podcast today, you can expect to hear tips, tools, tricks, interesting information, and so much more from the experts in Ohio's real estate game. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to The Real View Podcast. I'm your host, Allison Wiley. Joining me today is a very special guest. She is a friend of Ohio Realtors, and I first met Bobby um, working on Greg Rabcheck's campaign. He ran for NAR Treasurer and won back in May, and Bobby was a part of his campaign team and just had the best energy and presence about her, and I was like, I have to get her onto this show. Um, she's a very dear friend to Ohio Realtors to Greg. Um, She's a Missouri realtor, hails in Kansas City. She's been involved in just a ton of different leadership positions all over at her state, local and at the national level. So Bobby, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I am so excited to be here. Yes. I consider myself to be a secondary Ohio Realtor member, just FYI, whether you guys accept me or not, I've decided that's what I am. No, and we will absolutely accept you. (laughs) I'm so excited to have Bobby on because when I first reached out to her, I was like, you know, I would love to have you on the podcast. Would you come join me? And she just had the best energy, best response was like, oh my God, this is going to be so much fun. So we are really fired up. We're very energetic, very exciting. This is going to be such a fun episode. And and I'm happy you guys are all tuning in to listen today and so happy you could uh, join me, Bobby. Um, But before we get started, I have to ask our signature question that we ask all of the guests here on the Real View podcast, which is, since the show is called The Real View, I like to know what is the best view that you've ever seen? So you did prep me for this question last night. And I so I thought about it and I thought of a couple of different vacations that I was on and I really was picturing some beautiful scenes. And then as I was going to sleep, I realized what's the best view I've ever seen in my entire life. And it's when I held my baby son for the very first time Mm. and just changed everything about my world because I was one of those people who was, um, basically I had my husband decide. We'd been together for about 15 years. Actually, yes, this coming up Saturday is 20 years married. So we- Congratulations. Uh, Thank you. (laughs) We'd been married 10 years and I was like, you know what? Either we need to have a kid or we need to retire to Cabo in five years, which is my second favorite view is- Cabo, we need to make a decision. And he's like, you know what? We should have a kid. And that was the best decision we could have made. And now he's almost 10 years old and he's absolutely amazing other than being sick in the other room right now. (laughs) Oh, I know. Well, hopefully he feels better. And and that's pretty special. You know, I kind of have the same perspective on on kids. You know, if if we want to do it, cool. And if not, you know, that's cool too. And Cabo is also cool. So it's funny you mentioned that I will actually be there um, in a couple of weeks going to Cabo for the first time. So we need to chat offline. You got to tell me. (laughs) 100% because my husband likes to now come home and say, hey, you know, the weather in Cabo today is whatever. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. See that thing running around like a tornado. We chose him over Cabo. So thanks for that. No, yes. <laughs> we could have had that. Cabo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, we'll, we'll definitely, we'll definitely talk offline. No, I love that. Very, very special. Congratulations on um, your 20th anniversary as well. Very exciting. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> okay. So I want to hear a little bit about you. Tell me how you got started in real estate. Did you always know that this was something that you wanted to do and tell us about your journey and how you got to where you are today? So quite, if I'm going to be completely frank and honest and transparent with you, which is what I'm known to for a fault, 
Um, real estate was the one thing I was never going to do in my entire life. Um, uh, I've literally been doing real estate since I was eight years old. So whenever I tell people that I've been in the business for 35 years, they look at me and they're just like, and I was like, yeah, I have really good genetics. And I started really, really early. So my mom got into real estate when I was eight years old. She was a single parent. I was an only child. So I went on every listing, every showing, every everything. I started writing contracts for my mom when I was 10 years old because um, shockingly enough, I was a smart aleck. No one would ever <laughs> guess that from me. And she would put a closing on Sunday or she would misspell the word refrigerator and I would correct her in front of her clients. So one day she goes, well, if you're so smart, why don't you write the contract? Well, this was back in like mid nineties and contracts were um, one page carbon copied. And my mom was a lefty and I was a righty. I had great penmanship growing up. So I wrote a perfect contract. And so that's how I made my allowance growing up was I wrote my mom's contracts. I did all of her marketing. I was actually licensed on my 18th birthday. Uh, I have tried to escape real estate multiple times. In September, I actually will celebrate 25 years as a licensed realtor. Wow. Um, Congratulations. And, and I'm 43 years old. So that's wow. why I just like throws people off. Um, so, but married a long time, realtor a long time. I'm very loyal. I get into things and I just stick with them. Committed. I like it. Like it. <laughs> exactly. Committed, loyal. And that's, that's awesome. Very cool. And I mean, you've built just an incredible business and in um, you're so involved. I mean, one of the things that's really great is just the work you do at all levels um, of associations. And why did you decide to get involved and kind of what is your thought process and about the importance of being involved the level that you are? And quite honestly, being involved is what saved me in real estate. Because by the time I was 18, 20, I was completely burnt out of real estate and I wanted absolutely nothing to do with real estate. But if I go back to my formative years when I was in high school, Missouri Realtors used to put on a summer camp for high school juniors and seniors called Missouri Business Week. It actually was started by former NAR president, Richard Mendenhall, that a lot of people know and love, and we still love that Richard is so involved across the country. And I went as a junior and senior in high school. I came back as a student intern the next summer. It was an amazing business camp. About 250 kids from across the state would come to every year. Whenever I got to be old enough that I was an adult, I actually wanted to give back and serve as a company advisor at the business camp. And in order to do that, I needed to attend a Missouri Realtors business conference for the committee that took care of this business camp. And when I walked in the doors, the lady who ran the camp goes, Bobby, what are you doing here? And I was like, I just want to help out with Missouri Business Week. I want to do whatever. And she goes, oh my gosh, you need to sign up for Missouri Realtors Leadership Academy. It's just like Business Week, but for adults. And she handed me an application. I'd been in the doors five minutes. And I was like, Yes, I'm going to sign up. So that's actually how I got involved at local, state, and national. I actually got involved at the state level first. And then that worked backwards to me being um, involved in my local association, which at the time was 240 members. We since merged with the Kansas City Realtors of about 12,000. And from there, uh, my work with Missouri Realtors, I was a co-founder of our Missouri YPN. Oh, wow. This was back in the day. This was 2009. YPNs were just getting started. The first YPN of the year awards was Missouri and me. 
It was Houston, Texas, and Tiffany Curry. And it was the Minneapolis Y Pros with Nobu Hata. We were the wow. three finalists. That's all there was. Rob Reuter had just started at NAR. And I just became a fell in love with all of those people. And it was November 2009 in San Diego. That's where convention was. And I've been tuned in since then. I will be, I'm the treasurer of Missouri Realtors for 2023, meaning I'll be president in 2025. I've served as, I know, I'm so excited. (laughs) We have, and what's funny is there's a lot of state presidents for 2025 um, that have already been decided. And we actually have a Facebook group and we're already deciding on a couple of retreats for state presidents between then and now. Kevin Sears will be national president that year. How fun. That's awesome. Um, But I've served as Kansas City president, the St. Joe president, which was the small board uh, before that. And I've served on the executive committee for NAR. And I've served as national chair of YPN and um, national chair of Strat Thinking for NAR. So I've put my hands in all the buckets and I've served on finance and I'm hoping to have that opportunity again with Greg as treasurer. So yes. we'll see how that all shakes out. Absolutely. No. And, and like you said, you've been a part of campaign teams at all different levels and um, we're just a critical part of, of helping to get Greg elected, which we can't thank you enough for being a part of that as well. But just incredible. And you and you just do it all with just the best attitude. And and another one, and you also do public speaking and you've spoken, you know, adding that to the list. <laughs> I, I don't like to sleep, but when I do sleep, <laughs> I sleep really, really well. So I keep myself busy with, uh, actually, I'm traveling to, to Raleigh, North Carolina next week. And then the following week, I go to Charleston, South Carolina. I coach about um, 20 different brokerages around wow. the country. I sell real estate. I run marathons. You know, I just, I like to keep going. Do it all. It's yeah. It's life. Got to live it, right? What's what's the point if we're not busy and, and living life? You know, my big why, the thing that drives me, the reason why seeing my son was my best view is the purpose in my life is, and I'll get into this a little bit later, why it's so important to me. But the thing that drives me is incredible life experiences with my family mm. and I have to work really hard so I can go have those incredible life experiences because I grew up with a mom who chose work over life experiences and she didn't get to live to the end of her life to enjoy all that money she had set aside for all those things. I want to live life now and not hope that it's there later. This episode of The Real View is brought to you by the Ohio Association of Community Colleges. Ohio's network of community colleges provides accessible training that accommodates the busy lifestyles of aspiring real estate professionals at half the price of a traditional university. With convenient locations in every part of the state, as well as online options, Ohio's community colleges are your smart choice for pre-licensing education. For more details or to start the journey to a real estate career, visit the education page at ohiorealtors.org and then click on the pre-licensed course locations. Hey, Ohio Realtors, register now for the 2022 convention. We're back in Cleveland from September 18th through the 21st for this year's jam-packed event, featuring 20 and a half hours of CE, nationally known speakers, awards receptions, networking, and the always popular RPAC YPN event hosted at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Don't miss out. Register now by visiting ohiorealtors.org forward slash convention.
Hey, Ohio Realtors, register now for the fourth annual Broker Summit happening October 18th in Westerville, Ohio. Plus, make sure to join us for the all new Team Summit happening the day before the Broker Summit. That's right, two straight days of learning and networking just for you. Don't miss out on this important opportunity. Register today by visiting ohiorealtors.org. Yeah, well, and that's kind of just a great intro into kind of what we're going to talk about today. And one of the things, too, that I love about you is you're you're very vocal about mental health and just the importance of that, especially in our industry. And especially, you know, for someone like you who has a million things going on, it's how do you keep that mindset strong? And, you know, we're going to we're going to get into that a little bit. But one of the things in preparing for this, as I was reading kind of what we're going to talk about today, is that 80 percent of all new real estate licensees exit the industry within their first two years. So they're not even making it to that third year, which is crazy. And you've kind of come up with a secret sauce, a secret list of ingredients and ways to make sure you make it to that third year and beyond, right? This isn't just something that you can focus on in those first couple of years. It really is something that you can kind of plan your business and your life around. And you talk about the big why as kind of you just went into. So tell us a little bit more about that and, and how we can unlock what our big why is. It's really important to me is that you are so tied to your big why that if at the end of your life you didn't accomplish it, it was for naught. And that sounds really harsh, but you have to have something so strong that it will tie you to getting out of bed and doing the things you don't want to do. That's the reason we have so many people get out of real estate. It's simply because they're not doing the activities they need to do. They think I have a license. All of my friends are going to want to buy and sell real estate and they're going to tell all their friends but they don't ever put in the actual work in the first place. And so when we're actually tied to our goals, when something is so important to us that it actually drives us, it's that filter that gives us the thing that allows us to make choices where I can go lay at the beach today or I can get my lead generation done. That, but I hate saying the word lead generation because everybody automatically just tunes out. Oh, she's going to talk legion. I'm not listening to you. And because they think it's, picking up the phone and cold calling people. They think it's walking in neighborhood and door knocking. And yes, those are great lead generation techniques, but they're not going to work for everyone. And I actually had one guy one day and he said, Bobby, I hate to tell you this. I'm just, I'm not a lead generator. And I said, and I I actually, I ran a brokerage of about 500 agents for four years. So that's given me a really good perspective on agents. That's the hardest job I ever did was run an office of 500 agents because i I really realized that a lot of the stress in a transaction is coming from agent to agent. It's not necessarily the buyers and the sellers. It's the energy that us as agents are passing on to our clients. And then our clients that don't do this every day, they start getting antsy, but they're usually feeding off our energy Mm -hmm. together. And so what I learned from, you know, all this time with, with my agents was, you know, I have to be able to make choices of what's the best thing for me today. And if not, if I'm not truly tied to my big why, I'm going to choose to go sit at the beach every single day versus doing the things I need to do, which takes me back to, to Kevin going, I'm not a lead generator. And I said, Kevin, when you got into real estate, what industry did you come from? And he goes, well, I was the CEO of the local hospital over there. And I said, okay, how did you keep your doors open as a hospital? Well, 
we had a marketing campaigns, we had this campaign, we did this, this, and this to get people to choose our hospital versus the one down the street. I said, so you're telling me you generated leads to keep your hospital open. And he's like, oh, I guess we did. And I said, we're sitting in a caribou coffee right now. How does caribou coffee keep their doors open? Oh, well, I guess when they first started, they did this, this, and this. And now they're keeping their doors open through word of mouth and people driving past. I said, exactly. Your real estate business is exactly the same. You have to go do the work to generate the business so that then word of mouth and referrals keep your business going. But the first five years, you're going to work your butt off and you need to understand that you have to work your butt off and you have to be willing to do that or else we might as well just pack it in and you might as well be a part of that 80% that don't make it to the the third year because you didn't want to put in the work in the first place. So the first step is figuring out what's your why. And I love to, to, to help people discover that because it's not easy to do it, but they get so annoyed with me when they do it. So I love, everybody should read Start With Why by Simon Sinek. That's a great book. And there's a follow-up book called Find Your Why. Um, I'm always known for throwing out like a million books. So that's probably going to happen today. Love it. Bring it on. No, bring it on. (laughs) Find Your Why is the follow-up book. But it really, what I love to do is, okay, so why did you get into real estate? And they'll say why. And they'll say, why was that important? I'll say that. And you just keep asking why, why, why. And eventually you'll get people down to a point that they're in tears because something is so important to them that if they don't accomplish this, it doesn't matter. And that's what everybody has to find. But it's just a series of going, well, why is that? Important? I need to make $100,000 a year. Great. Why is that important? Well, because I want to be able to send my daughter to a private school. Why is that important? Well, because my family didn't place education as a priority. Why is that? You just keep going. Why? To you, I, I did this like two days ago with a lady and she was like bawling. And then Aww. she called me up yesterday and goes, I'm so glad we did that. I'm ready to go. I've got, you know. So from there, we find our why. Then we start looking at setting goals that are in relationship to what our why is. So we're staying true to ourselves. We're staying true to what's important. And a book that I love to read or suggest for that is The 10X Rule by Grant Cardone, which if you're not a reader, because you're going to be like turned off, Bobby, I don't read. If you do Audible book, the audio version of the 10X rule is my favorite audio book of all time because it's Grant Cardone doing the book himself and he's from Texas, but he's got a voice that's almost like Jersey mafia voice. And so when he's reading the book, I, I swear to God, it seems like if I don't do the things he's telling me to do in relationship to my goals, he may come find me and murder me in my sleep. So, you know. We all find motivators for different ways, but that book was very motivating. And what it talks about is too often we set goals that are just easily within reach, Mm -hmm. which means we never do the work we need to do to reach those because we think that at any point in time, I could go out, my goal's 10 houses this year. Any point in time, if I put in a little bit of effort, I could go sell 10 houses, no big deal. The problem is most of us never put in the work to sell those 10 houses. However, if I set a goal of 10 times that, 100 houses this year, holy cow, I better start working today and I better start acting like a completely different person who sells 100 houses a year versus the realtor who sells 10 houses per year. Now, at the end of the year, I may only, and I say that in air quotes, sell 60 or 70 houses, but I've sold six or seven times more than my initial goal was but I had to put in the work and then I build up steam and then the momentum keeps going and it's hard to slow that down once you get it going. But if you never have a big goal, you never build up that steam. 
Um, and there's a couple of ways that I like to go about setting goals. And but I'm only going to get into one of them really here today because it's something that anybody can do because everybody's going to talk to you about creating a business plan for real estate and all the little things you need to do. But I have a document. Actually, I can share the document with you or anybody yeah. can create it, but it's called a growth plan. And what you do on a growth plan is you label all 12 months of the year. And I like to put three dots under each month. And what I do is I have three different ways I plan to grow myself in my business and my personal life. It can be one or the other or both. I like both over the next year. So what I do is for the very first dot for every month of the next year is, and you can start it in July and just have it go till June of next year. This is not like, oh, I've got to wait till November to do this project. But essentially the first dot for every month, I put an educational opportunity that I want Mm -hmm. to be a part of for my real estate business. Maybe that's coming and attending the Ohio Realtors Convention in September. Maybe that's attending a GRI class in February. Maybe that's doing um, some other real estate thing and knowing I have all the other things going on that I do, but I put some sort of educational thing the very first dot. And the second dot is something that I want to do for me personally or my family or my friends. So I'll put a spa day with my bestie in April. I'll put running the dopey challenge with Maura and Neil again in January because we've now done that three or four times together. Awesome. <laughs> I'll put a, just a staycation by myself because sometimes I was an only child. I'm My son's an only child. Sometimes I just need to get away mm-hmm. by myself. Mm-hmm. I'm an extroverted introvert. People are always like, you're not introverted. Yes, I am. I can be on stage. I can do all these things. And then I need to get by myself and I need to get myself built back up. Yep. And then my third dot that I do for every month out of the year is I pick a book that I want to read for the next year. There, This is where I usually make myself force myself to pick nonfiction or self-help books because I'll read fiction books all day long. That's not a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes I have to force myself to read those business type books. And um, I will actually give you a great book suggestion right now to add to your list. If you run a team, you run a brokerage, you have a group of people near you, It's called Move Your Bus by Ron Clark. It's one of those like small square books and there's only 150 pages. So it's really like a 75 page book. You read through it really quick. But the book talks about there's five different types of people that we typically surround ourselves with in organizations. And if you were all on a Fred Flintstone style bus, meaning there's no floor, all your feet are what's moving your bus, Mm -hmm. you'll have five different types of people. You'll have the driver who's in charge of where we're going you'll have a runner, a jogger, a walker, and a rider. And your rider is that person who's just along for the ride and they'll often put their feet down in the sand and drag the bus along. But it talks about who the five different types of people are. The second half of the book talks about how we work with those people. There's sometimes there's people we need to get out of our organization because they're dragging us back, but there's other people that we can motivate them and move them forward. But as I was reading through it, I started texting all my brokerage clients going, you need to get this book. You need to be reading this because this is exactly applicable because we usually have people in our organization who's not doing anything towards moving us forward. Let them go. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Mm-hmm. And then the next step um, from after we set our goals is then we go, and this is the most important step. This is the easiest thing that anyone can do in real estate. And this is the one thing that the fewest people will actually commit to doing And that's time blocking for the activities that will get you to your goals. So important. It's so important. Yeah. What I've discovered and what we tend to do as a society, but especially as realtors, 
is we sleep with our phone right on our nightstand right next to us. It's right there. It's never very far away because we're realtors. We have to have our phone. And then we wake up in the morning and we open it up and we see what text came in overnight, what emails came in overnight. And we decide how our day is going to go or not go based on being reactive to the things that have happened overnight versus having a scheduled plan that says, you know what, every day between 8.30 and 10, I'm going to be working on lead generation. All these fires that came up, they can be dealt with at 10.05. Mm -hmm. But too often, what I've discovered is that we wake up to a fire, we insert ourselves into the fire, and we make the fire bigger and worse, where if we had let it chill for a couple of hours, it might fix itself doesn't always fix itself, but a lot of times it's better to let it simmer a little bit. And most issues aren't going to be like the end of the world if we don't deal with it in an hour and a half. But I need to deal with my real estate business first. And I have a time block there. This is, I'm going to do this at this time. Then I give myself a little 30 minute break to fill in the gap. Then I get back into my next time block. This is, I'm going to follow up with the leads. I never thought I had to actually teach people to follow up on leads because mm -hmm. I thought once you've generated a lead and someone has raised their hand that says, I want to sell real estate at some point in the future, you would pipeline them and follow up with them. Until one day I saw one of my agents, she, um, she was in the office every day. She, she uh, lead generated for two and a half hours every single day, always there. What I noticed was her cells started following, following down a little bit. Hmm. This was a couple of years ago and I pulled her aside and I said, Lisa, why are your sales falling? I see you doing all this lead generation. She goes, I'm just spending so much time generating leads. I don't have time to do lead follow-up. And I've lost out on like three listings in the last week. And I go, Woo! wow, stop, yeah. stop doing two and a half hours of lead gen. If it's overcoming your ability to follow up with the leads, like it doesn't do you any good to generate a lead. If you're not going to then go back and follow up with the lead. Right. Yeah. So, those, that's my secret sauce there is setting goals that are really tied to who you are, setting them high, and then time blocking for those activities. And you kind of talk about, too, is is the importance of just keeping your mind strong and, and mentally, you know, fit in order to kind of deal with all of this and in order to uh, make yourself and in your business and your personal life um, the best version of yourself. What tips do you have as we talk about the craziness of our world and how much is going on every day? What tips do you have for ways that realtors can keep their their mind strong and achieve that good mindset to really um, become successful? And you had mentioned earlier that mental health is really important to me. And it's one of the it's the main topic that I well, I speak on all the topics mm -hmm. across the country, but the thing that I get the most excited about is when someone asks me to come teach this Yeah, is I mentioned earlier, I'm a second generation realtor. My mom got in the business when I was eight years old. And I mentioned earlier that she's no longer with us. And the reason that she's no longer with us is that she chose to take her own life. And my little boy was four months old at the time. And everything in my world changed at that point. And my mom followed a pattern. Her father took his life when she was 12 years old. So me remaining mentally strong and taking care of me mentally is quite frankly, the most important thing that I can do for my son and my husband is because that pattern, that cycle has to stop with me. But I'll be honest, there are days that I really struggle with my own mental health and I kind of have to throw up and say, whoa, hey, I throw up my hand and say, hey, I need to create time for me. So that's why this topic is so incredibly important to me. But some of the top things that I, that I teach to agents is the concept of work-life balance is a misnomer. We all say we got into real estate because we can have work-life balance. 
sorry guys, there's very few times, especially in real estate, that you're going to have true life balance, especially when we're coming out of a market like we've just come out of over the last few years, which I, the market is changing, but the market isn't dying. Um, I actually taught a whole class on the recession and inflation and we're not, the market's not going away. It might slow a little bit, but it's not going Mm -hmm. away in any way, shape or form. So stop with that. (laughs) And the other part is, but you have to work hard. You have to put in the work. But the flip side of that is that you have to create the lifetime. You know, Mm -hmm. we have Staples has the easy button. We all need a pause button where Mm -hmm. we say, whoa, I've been working too hard. I've abandoned my family for the last six months. We all need to go on a vacation or I just need to step away. And typically when you raise your hand and say, whoa, I need time for me, the people around you do one of two things. They either say yes And how can I support you? Can I take, especially realtors in your office, can I watch your business while you go take care of you? That's what we do. That's why we're in the offices that we're a part of because we have that camaraderie around us. But the other side is, is that our clients should be supportive of that and understanding of that. But sometimes what we'll discover is there's one or two people in our world that don't support that. And I'm gonna tell you right now, I'm giving you permission to let those people go because they don't deserve you for the human being you are. They're the people that when they call you on your cell phone, you make a nasty face because you don't want to talk to them. I have one of those right now. His name is Richie. And every time he calls me, I make a face and my son goes, oh my gosh, is Richie calling me? Like, <laughs> my son has learned that. And so eventually I had to just hand Richie off to someone else or just let him go to voicemail. And then I'll respond back to him when my mindset is in the right place. But we will work hard. You have to work hard in real estate. I said that first off. And the flip side of that is that you need to create time for you. Because when we get into real estate, we're taught to go, 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 sell, 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 do, do, do. I mean, I talked about lead generation. I talked about working. But the flip side is that you have to create time for you and your mental health. My second point um, that I love to talk about, I have 15 points all together. We will never make <laughs> We need to do a whole mental health. Like, we, I should bring you back on and we need to dive into, like, this is That's- just so important. And it, Yeah. It deserves its to. own. Yeah, it deserves yeah. its own episode for sure. Yeah. But the, this, the, the, the next one that I'll give you, um, and I'll, I'll just do this one and one other one, is you teach others how to treat you. Mm-hmm. And this is a really hard pill for most of us to swallow. But there's what you accept, what you stop, and what you reinforce. And as realtors, we reinforce bad behavior all the time. And what I mean by that is that when a client texts you at 11 p.m., and you're cranky that they've texted you at 11 p.m., yet you answer their question right then, you've just taught them how to treat you, that they can always text you at 11 o'clock, midnight, 1 a.m., and you're going to be responsive to them. When you set boundaries and when you set expectations, most people respect those, just like most people will respect you saying, I need to take a time out for me. Mm -hmm. But when we don't set boundaries, when we don't set expectations, people just think that we're available 24-7, And there are a lot of people in our society that will push those boundaries because we never set them in the first place. Mm -hmm. And then the third one, and this is actually, if you go down my list of 15, this one's buried way deep, but it's very important, especially for us as realtors. If you can fix a problem with money, it's not really a problem. Mm. Now, I'm not saying it's not going to be stressful. I'm not saying that you're not going to want to be stabby with someone if they cost you some extra money because I have a really good story about that. (laughs) But the whole point being, I can't bring my mom back from the grave with money. There's a little girl that we lost a few years ago to brain cancer. I can't bring her back. 
When I took over my office of 500 agents, I took it over for someone who happened to be in jail at the time. I couldn't get him out of jail with money. Mm-hmm. But when real problems show up in our lives, if I can fix it by simply throwing money at it, it's not a real problem. And too often we get tied up. The biggest problems often in our marriages or in our lives are tied back to money mm-hmm. and how we're fighting or arguing over how we're allocating our money. And the beauty of the industry that we work in is that it really took a couple of really good stories and I will I'll share those with you some other time, but that it's just money, I can make more. Mm-hmm. And we're uniquely positioned to just go work harder, do more and make money and make those problems go away. Not saying you're not going to be stressed out in the meantime while it's all dealing with it. But if you can truly throw money at a problem, make it go away, it never really was a problem for you in the first place. But it's so easy to go down that rabbit hole of when you're at the bottom, you always think nothing will ever get better than this. But the, you, it's, nothing is ever at the bottom. Nothing is ever at the top. Ever, life is a roller coaster. It comes and goes. That's so true. And the last thing that I'll have is that, you know, talked about sometimes you have to do things you don't want to do. And I'm very protective of my mental health. I mentioned earlier that I'm a marathon runner. People are always really shocked when I tell them I actually hate running. I don't, I don't enjoy running. (laughs) I enjoy running when I'm done with it, but I don't enjoy getting up early in the morning. I don't enjoy our Midwest humidity of this morning. We had 98% humidity when I stepped outside. I don't enjoy any of that, Mm -hmm. but it is that thing that for me, is what helps me keep mentally stable. It's a release. It allows my brain to work through things. Not everyone's going to do running. Some people, it won't even necessarily be a physical activity, but you need to figure out what that thing is that that mental release. When I start getting to be a complete jerk with my family, my husband will usually go, you haven't gone for a run in a while. I'm going to need you to go. Just go. Just get, <laughs> get out. out. Get the shoes on and go. I'll watch the kid. I'll come home. I need you to go for a run because I need you to work out whatever it is. You need to find your thing and, and work that out. And there was just a study that came out, too, about that more people are working out for the mental benefits than the physical, which I know I do. When, when I miss my workouts, if there's a day that I'm not exercising, I am like 100 times worse off that day than I am when I do. Yeah. And that's that's the thing that it is for me more than anything else is that I have to have that for the physical thing. It's all what I put in my mouth. Mm -hmm. Like I could work out till the cows come home. I'm not going to lose any weight. I may get a little stronger if I do some strength training, but it doesn't affect my physical well-being at all. Mm -hmm. It is almost 100% mental being whenever I do physical exercise. Yep, absolutely. Well, Bobby, this has been so great having you on. I definitely want to bring you back. There's so much more um, we can dive in. And thank you for sharing your story and and your journey and and how you're so passionate and and so knowledgeable about everything that you shared today. Tell our listeners how they can find you. I know you are a fellow podcast host as well. Um, Tell our listeners how they can find you and get in touch. Okay, so uh, the easiest way to find me is on Facebook, and I'm just Bobby Howe, B-O-B-B-I-H-O-W-E. People send me Facebook messages all the time after my presentations. My Gmail, you can even send me an email. It's just bobby.howe at Gmail. Really creative there. <laughs> and then lastly, uh, myself and Alex Gehring, uh, he's a former 30 under 30 NAR uh, recipient. We co-host a podcast called the Kansas City Real Talk. You can find us on Spotify or Apple, any of those. We've been around for about... I think we're getting ready to celebrate our third anniversary of doing podcast. And we actually have Lawrence Yoon coming on Friday to do our podcast and talk about what's going on in the economy right now because everyone's so freaked out and 
Lawrence is going to bring us all back down to earth. So. Always good. He's always so great to listen to. That, that, that'll that be yeah. a must listen for sure. I'll look out for that. Well, Bobby, thank you again so much. It's been so, so great having you on. Thanks for all you do for our industry and for our agents. And to all of our listeners, thank you guys for tuning in. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to The Real View. That wraps up today's episode. You can keep up with the latest on the podcast at ohiorealtors.org slash The Real View and on Apple or Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Have questions, comments, or suggestions? We want to hear from you. Email us at podcast at ohiorealtors.org. We'll see you next time.